This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, July 15th, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. The president has relaxed restrictions on U.S. companies doing business with Huawei, the massive Chinese firm. But many members of Congress believe the firm poses a real and substantial national security risk. Cato's Dan Eikenson says that if we're going to break the important supply chains that U.S. firms have with Huawei, we should have a public accounting of the risk the company poses. What role does Huawei play in the supply chains uh, for electronics? Huawei is the second largest uh, producer of handsets uh, in the world. It has a huge global market. Uh, Its market in the United States is relatively small. Uh, It's it's had difficulties penetrating the U.S. market because of innuendo and threats. And, uh, you know, Huawei has been in the crosshairs of U.S. policymakers uh, particularly in the national security community since about 2007 when it attempted to purchase a, a software company called 3Com. Uh, Huawei was brought to the attention of CFIUS, the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, and identified as a possible national security threat because of, of ties between its founder and president uh, and, and the People's Liberation Army. And, you know, there were hearings about Huawei subsequent to that in like 2012 where Huawei and ZTE, if we recall that other Chinese uh, ICT company, uh, were identified as threats. Uh, but all of the information upon which those conclusions were based remains classified. Uh, and so that's raised some suspicions that perhaps these companies, and particularly Huawei, uh, got into the crosshairs of U.S. policymakers because it was the most obvious beneficiary of years of Chinese industrial policy and U.S. policymakers were uh, concerned that uh, their their um, goal of leapfrogging the U.S. to the technological fore uh, was inevitable and that we had to somehow do something to slow that down and, and, and stop them. So right now, there is a pretty strong uh, case to be made that Huawei presents some sort of a threat uh, to, to U.S. Um, national security. I am concerned that we're, uh, we're not we haven't aired the facts uh, enough and had a debate about whether or not that problem is mitigatable uh, through measures less severe than what is currently in play. What is currently in play are uh, a ban on uh, U.S. companies selling products to Huawei and uh, 68 of its affiliates in multiple countries around the world. That's something that's called the entity list. Uh, which is from the Commerce Department's Bureau of Industry and Security. That's a list that is reserved for uh, companies that are perceived to be national security threats, you know, bad guys in that that realm. The other ban, uh, which may come by way of an executive order in a few months, uh, would would ban all Huawei gear from U.S. infrastructure and, and the U.S. you know 5G buildout. Uh, now, over the years, there have been partial bans and prohibitions uh, under uh, some laws in the past, U.S. federal agencies have been prohibited from purchasing Chinese-made uh, technology, and that was aimed at Huawei. But uh, but right now, this is uh, hanging over us. The specter of not doing any business with this company uh, is hanging over our heads. Uh, lots of U.S. companies uh, generate a lot of export revenue selling to Huawei. Um, uh, U.S. Uh, 5G networks and, and uh, actually other networks, 4G networks even, in, in rural America depend heavily on Huawei gear. And 
much of the rest of the world has Huawei gear embedded in its uh, in its uh, 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 telecom infrastructure, and the United States is asking these governments to strip uh, th- this gear out of their networks, which is going to be extremely costly. Uh, and you know there really aren't <laughs> very many alternatives. Uh, Huawei has about two major competitors, uh, Ericsson and Nokia, and uh, they're they're generally more expensive than Huawei. So Huawei is a pretty good fit with uh, certainly with most of the developing countries around the world. Has the U.S. faced this specific kind of problem before? That is a, a company that people want to do business with poses some potential national security threat. And uh, we have it out. We have that public discussion about what the costs and benefits of that relationship actually is. No, I think this would be unprecedented. There's certainly been a lot of companies on the the BIS entity list, uh, but these are companies, you know, in Iran, uh, you know, uh, 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 the former Soviet Union, and places where we had uh, uh, very little commercial relationships with to begin with. Um, I think it would be really important since, you know, the the the, the U.S. the Congressional Research Service think uh, estimates that global revenues from 5G network buildouts and Internet of Things uh, products uh, will be about 12.5 or 12.3 trillion dollars by 2035. That's huge. That's a lot of uh, a lot of of, uh, of of revenue. If in fact the United States comes to the conclusion that we cannot use Huawei gear and we will not uh, and we are going to demand that our allies, our five eyes allies and other countries around the world not use that gear. We're looking at a situation where the global economy bifurcates, uh, decouples. We have two sets of 5G standards and that limits the scope for economies of scale and producing these these state of the art technology products. Uh, it limits the scope for specialization. It encourages uh, countries to um, to consolidate in these uh, adversarial trading blocks. It will invite uh, more protectionism and tariff wars, I think. Uh, so we really need to think this through. And if the United States uh, is, is going to be demanding this, if the U.S. government is going to demand this of the U.S. private sector and of the taxpayer and of the rest of the world, I think they should be obligated to really make their case to convince us that we, this is clearly in U.S. national security interest. You know, you've seen over the past few years uh, the national security card or national security canard uh, being used to justify protectionism. We need to make sure that that is not the case here. And uh, the fact is the Brits uh, have decided that they can mitigate the threat. Uh, they, they have uh, gone against a, a total ban on Huawei. Huawei is pretty heavily vested in British telecom uh, infrastructure. The Germans feel the same way. Uh, President Trump has even uh, is, even seems to think that this is something that's negotiable, whether or not we're going we're gonna to ban Huawei. You know, you're either a national security threat or you're not. Uh, the fact that it's negotiable suggests that, you know, maybe the problem is mitigatable without incurring these major expenses. It would be nice if we could take this administration at its word with respect to national security threats and trade restrictions, but alas, we cannot. Yeah, I think this administration has demonstrated that it is willing to treat national security uh, frivolously. So when uh, policymakers start demanding bans on products based on a national security rationale, 
we should ask for more evidence. We really should have a conversation about this um, because clearly it's a slippery slope. Um, and all industries would like to have protection and all industries claim uh, that they're vital to national security. The U.S. sugar industry uh, makes a national security claim by saying hey, those ready-to-eat meals that they provide for uh, for our troops in the field uh, are, are heavily laden with sugar. So, therefore, they're a national security industry. We in technology, the issue with technology is that uh, it's a bit of a black box to most people and it's constantly evolving. So it's hard to tell um, where the real threats come from. And uh, people were concerned about back doors in the 4G network uh, infrastructure. Now with 5G, we're concerned about possible front doors because the 5G infrastructure is going to require uh, – continuous software upgrades of the uh, of the components in the infrastructure itself and uh, in the devices that are that are linked to it so the US is using you know what we call the precautionary principle here saying you know there there is a potential threat here because Huawei has a relationship with the with with the Chinese government um, we we chastise the Europeans for using the precautionary principle when it comes to uh, their ban on U.S. genetically modified organisms and things like that. So uh, it's in our interest to, um, to to narrow the scope for these kinds of bans because it becomes very expensive and it's contagious and it, it's a very slippery slope. Dan Eikenson directs the Herbert A. Stiefel Center for Trade Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.